faithful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means.
everybody. It's good to be back. Uh, good to be back here at, at home and just excited about what God is doing. And we just want to welcome you here tonight to Victor Christian Fellowship for our Wednesday night refreshing service. And Father, we're just, we look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith, and we give you thanks and praise for your mighty hand that's moving in our midst. And Lord, we thank you that you're working on our behalf, working out all things for our good. And we bless you and praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together. Are you ready to worship tonight?
We honor and reverence you, and we lift up your holy and wonderful name. 
And we bless you, Lord Jesus. You are our all in all. You are our everything. And we trust in you. We hope in you. We believe in you. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be your holy and wonderful name, Lord Jesus. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. All-powerful, almighty, present everywhere. Glory to your holy name. We just stir up our hearts right now, Father. We stir up our hearts with praise to our God. Hallelujah. Bless the holy name. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. There's no name like your name. Your name is the highest name. The highest authority. Hallelujah. You are the great I am. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah. Oh, be exalted, O oh Lord God. Thank you, Father, for being in our midst. And we thank you that you speak to us. The anointing that I've given you destroys yokes and removes burdens. It makes you free. You are free indeed, for I have made you free. My truth sets you free. The truth that you know, it sets you free. Enjoy my anointing and enjoy your freedom. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks and praise. Amen, amen, amen. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, it's good to see all you fine-looking people. Hallelujah. We had a, uh, a great and glorious time. Uh, overseas. I uh, I preached in five churches. I taught four courses in two weeks in two Bible schools. And uh, I visited three states uh, in the country of uh, India. And uh, no trouble with travel, no trouble with anything. It was just like smooth. It was uh, supernatural, actually. And uh, uh, let's see, Chandigarh is a city of uh, 1.2 million people, um, and uh, Hyderabad is a city of 10 million people, and it turns out that um, I did a Zoom meeting for uh, a pastor in India about a year and a half ago, and he actually lives in Hyderabad, so we got to meet in person, and uh, I connected him with another pastor, so um, God was using me mightily, and uh I preached in one church on uh, Friday night in the Bagdagra area. They had about 130 people there. And um, when we got there, you know, they were praising and worshiping God. And uh, they were shouting and the praise and worship. Because I said, you have to remind me, did I just, did I come to India or did I just step into heaven? <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was the first time that I met uh, that pastor. But uh, with my brother uh, Sanjib, uh, he introduced me there, and uh, I preached, and 
and man, I started praying for people, and they were just falling down everywhere. I mean, women that were holding babies were falling down. But thank God that people behind them were catching them. But, uh, and uh, one of the classes uh, that I taught was uh, Christian disciplines. And um, I was talking about joy, and uh, God moved in that class, and over half the people in the class that had never experienced that before or never seen that before. And uh, both women and men were falling down laughing. My translator fell out. <laughs> so uh, every service that I spoke in, you know, every service that I spoke in, and plus the te- teaching that I did, I did through a translator. And uh, just God did so amazing things. Um, it was uh, just everything worked out beautifully. People were touched. Um, people came to the Lord, rededicated their lives. And uh, we were able to touch 1.455 billion people. Amen. So <clears throat> we're going to have, a, uh, Josiah's going to put a video together for us for Sunday. And I can show you some pictures. So uh, that'll be good. I just want to thank everybody that prayed for me and partnered with me. And, uh, you know, we, caught some, we, we, we were able to catch a lot of fish and touch a lot of lives. And, uh, you know, from a town of Palmyra, we were, we were able to touch the world. And I uh, just want to give all the glory to God for his goodness, his graciousness. You know, it's interesting when you never meet uh, ministers before and they let you in your pulpit. It's, it's a step of faith for them. And, uh, but God just worked it out. Uh, I had, and then, uh, I preached at, uh, church in, uh, Chandigarh, three churches in Bagdagra, church in Chandigarh, and the church in, uh, Hyderabad, plus, uh, taught six hours a day for two weeks. So God is good. I wasn't, uh, didn't lose my voice at all because my voice had to be strong. And I called it strong. So, uh, God was good. I actually didn't even, uh, Sweat that much in my last place, which was amazing. I, I told him, I said, if you see me sweat while I preach, I said, it's just God talking because he's, he's the voice of many waters. <laughs> but uh, God used us to connect with the people, and uh, they received the word of God and the move of the Spirit. So all glory to God. Amen? All right. So we got some kids in here. They're going to have some kids' life. So kids, go to your class. Hallelujah. Yeah, church is fun, right? Amen. That's a few here. See, all need to. Some of you need to have some more fun in church. Hallelujah. But uh, God's a fun God. You know, Christianity is an adventure, and uh, you'll never get bored with God. Hallelujah. And you know, uh, you can give any time during the service tonight. And uh, I just want to thank uh, Dr. Fiona, who did an awesome job. I got to watch some of the services. And uh, just outstanding. Wonderful. And uh, hallelujah. And uh, all the team that uh, was back here taking care of things. God bless you. Thank you so much. You know, if it wasn't uh, for people that helped like that, we wouldn't be able to touch these nations. So uh, 
And then uh, at the end of this year, we're going to be touching another nation on another continent, and we're going to be hosting a, a victory crusade in the country of Liberia. So we're excited about that, and uh, we have to get in the high gear and get everything ready now for that. Uh, so that'll be the week of Thanksgiving. This will be the first Thanksgiving <laughs> that I will not be at home. So uh, hallelujah. Dr. Fiona is graciously lending me to the country. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Yes. You know, it is seed. You, you can never go wrong sowing into the kingdom of God. And, uh, I mean, God took care of every need, everything. It was just awesome. So, uh, much praise to God. Were you ready for the word tonight? I'm, I'm excited to give this word. I, I actually woke up two days this week with this on my heart. So, uh, we're actually going to start a series tonight. I haven't done a series for a while, but, um, tonight we're going to talk about how to access the supernatural. You know, we're living in a time when God's people need to operate in the supernatural. You know, what we think is supernatural is just God's regular MO. That's his modus operandi. You know, it's supernatural to us, but with God, it's just like, hey, that's just what I normally do. Right? But um, we have been given access to the supernatural. There is a heavenly realm of things, you know, uh, God made this world out of something that was invisible, but he saw it inside of him. Amen. But when he spoke his word, what was on the inside of him took effect, took shape, took form, and, and God brought it into being. And, uh, we have, uh, we have access to this realm and, uh, we need to walk in the supernatural. Amen. Supernatural protection. Supernatural provision, supernatural deliverance, amen? Why? Because things in our world are changing, amen? But, but God never changes. He's the one staple. He's the one thing that's steadfast, and we can rely on him. And when things don't look like they're going to, uh, or when things look like they're a little crazy in the world, you know, we can look to God. But he wants his people to access the supernatural, that's why Jesus came to show us how to live a supernatural life. Amen? And, and the supernatural realm is before us. So we're going to access it, this. Um, I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11 for just a minute. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So everybody, every believer in Christ Jesus can access the supernatural. We've been given, we have been given the keys to the kingdom of God. Amen? You got your keys to the kingdom? Those keys open up doors. Those keys create opportunities. Those keys put darkness at bay. Those keys can stop the devil in his tracks. Amen? Those keys can access provision that you need in your life. You know, God supplies our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, not ours. He doesn't supply our needs according to the economy. He doesn't supply our needs according uh, to what's ha- what our circumstances are. He supplies our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's supernatural. Amen? We got a supernatural God 
who supplies us with supernatural things, and he gives us those things in supernatural ways. Amen? So this word supernatural was like booming in, in me, and uh, so we're going to talk about it tonight. Amen? So Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm going to read this from a couple different translations, but Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews 11, verses 1 to 3. This is the King James. Now faith is. Everybody say now. now. We have access to the supernatural right now. We don't have to make an appointment. We have access to it right now, and we access it by faith, by believing in Jesus Christ, by believing what he said is true. Amen? By accepting God's word, he gives us access to the supernatural. How did God create the world? With his words. Do we have access to his words? Then we have access to the supernatural. We have access to God's ability, God's power, God's favor, God's goodness. Hallelujah. Say, I have access to the supernatural right now. Glory to God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. It's not seen to the physical, but it's seen in the spirit. It's seen in the word. Amen? Whatever God says exists. And you may not see it in the physical, but your faith goes into the invisible and it brings it into the real. It brings it into the physical realm. You know, it's like, uh, how many ever seen an incubator? Right? And you can put your hands in the incubator, right? They got these gloves and you don't, uh, you don't, um, uh, ir- I don't want to use the word irritate. You don't mess up the incubator, right? Because your hands are covered and they're sealed, but it gives you access into what's on the inside. God gives us access onto what's in the invisible. Because God's word is the only evidence that we need. That it exists. You know, your healing already exists. It already, it already was, came about when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. Your healing was paid in full. It was already available to us. Now it's just a matter of us receiving it. Amen? All right, so now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen? You may, you may look at your bills and you say, I got this bill to pay, but I don't have what I need to pay the bill. You have it, it's just invisible. But by faith we understand that what's invisible is made visible through the word of God. And you can speak to the, you can speak the word and it causes God to move and that need becomes available to you. In other words, you get access to it. Amen? It's like someone that leaves an inheritance but you can't access it because until you get to a certain age. It's set up as a trust. But once you get to that certain age, you get access to all the funds that were accumulated in that account because now you've qualified to receive it. Amen? But we don't have to wait. We have access to it right now. We can access the supernatural right now. You need help? You can get supernatural help. You need to be rescued? You can have supernatural rescue. Amen? 
Hallelujah. All right. Uh, let's read this from the, uh, the Passion Translation. So let me, let me just say this. Whenever some, a believer lacks, has, faces lack, insufficiency, or not enough to meet a need, there is a realm that possesses unlimited resources and abundant supply of goods to supply that need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen? When Jesus had to pay a temple tax, he didn't have money, Peter didn't have money, but money existed somewhere. And it was the Spirit of God that showed Jesus where the money was. And it was a supernatural thing. See, who would have thought that God had some money in a fish's mouth? But see, Jesus accessed that through the Spirit of God. He said, Peter, throw the line in, the first fish you catch. Everybody say first. If you're going to say that a fish is first, then there was a second one. First one was pay the tax, second one was for dinner. Right? So Peter threw in his line in the direction, he did it under the direction of the Word because the Holy Spirit revealed to the Word where it was. He accessed the supernatural. And there it was. They got that fish, took the coins out, paid the tax. They were good. God supplied the need, and they didn't even have it with them, but they had faith. And that's how they accessed the supernatural. And guess what? It's the same way how we access the supernatural. When you got born again, you accessed the supernatural. When you got born again, you were spiritually resurrected. You had a resurrection of life. That's accessing the supernatural. You went from being dead spiritually to being alive spiritually. You went from having a a sin nature to God's nature. That's supernatural. You were translated from one kingdom to another, from darkness to light. That's supernatural. See, sometimes we look for the spectacular and we miss the supernatural. God supplied this trip supernaturally. How did it come about? I told people what God wanted me to do. People gave into the kingdom. God met the need. Amen? Hallelujah. That's how it works. Glory to God. So the Passion Translation says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality. And the certainty of what we do not see or I'm sorry, um, and it becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what still is unseen. This testimony of faith is what uh, previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke in the invisible realm. He, er, he spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. When God looked at the earth, what did he see? He saw darkness. He saw void. But he changed what he saw. He said, let there be light. He saw light on the inside of him because God is light. But when he spoke light, what happened? Light came into being, and light hasn't stopped being. That was supernatural. Amen? And we have access to the supernatural. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. 
Heaven and earth was, was void. It was darkness. It was without form. But God made it something. He, he created what we see. It was already, it, it existed in the invisible, but it came into being and it came into the physical when God spoke it. When his word went forth on the earth. Amen? Go to Psalm 33. Psalm 33. And we're going to look at verses 6 and verse 9. Psalm 33 and verse 6 and verse 9. Hallelujah. You know, due to our current economic situations, we need to be living by the supernatural. Do you know how many people God took care of in famines? That's supernatural. Amen? And guess what? He's, he's in the taking care of his people business. Hallelujah. God doesn't fail. His word is true. It's the absolute truth. You can rely on it. When you have nothing else, if you have God's word, you have everything that you need. Amen? He's the rock of our foundation. He's the rock of our salvation. He's our chief cornerstone. He's our firm foundation. Hallelujah. All right, Psalm 33 and uh, verse 6. It says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Guess what? You're going to have to use your mouth to access the supernatural. Do you realize when we complain, we're accessing darkness? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Are we speaking life or are we speaking death to our situation, to our family? Amen? Something to think about. All right, verse 9. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Supernatural access. It's voice activated. Hallelujah. You know, God was the original voice activation software. He makes things happen by our voice. If there's a mountain in your way, did God tell us to go get some dynamite? Huh? To get it out of our way? How did he tell us to move a mountain that's in our way? Well, in a sense, he called us to have dynamite, but it's dunamis. He told us to speak to a mountain, command it to be removed, and cast into the sea. And if you do not doubt in your heart and believe what you say, you can have what you say. That's supernatural. Amen? Now, that works both ways, positive and negative. All right? So, God made all things. I want us to go... um, Let's go to uh, Colossians chapter 2. Let's go over to Colossians chapter 2. So God's a supernatural God who makes, who makes a supernatural supply available to his people in supernatural ways. If, did God feed his people supernaturally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God said to Elijah, I'm going to command the ravens to feed you. Okay? That's supernatural. I'm going to command Moses to strike a rock and water will come out of the rock. That's supernatural. The water was already there, but God, but Moses had to follow the instruction of God in order to access it. He couldn't see the water, but the water was there. But they needed supernatural access. And when you obey the instruction of God, you gain supernatural access into the supernatural supply. 
It's just invisible to the physical senses. It's not accessible to natural means. You got to be spiritual. Amen? And we're all spirits living in a body. All right, so Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3. So we can, we, we can access the supernatural in Christ Jesus. All of his benefits and all of the blessings of God are in Christ Jesus. And where is Jesus? He's in us, isn't he? Amen? I mean, he's on the throne right now, but he's, he's in us by the Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3. I'm talking and not turning. I'm almost there. All right, Colossians 2, 3. This says, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Say all the treasures. Where, where did God hide all of his treasures? In Christ Jesus. And have we been given access to use his name? Therefore, we can access all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You have all the wisdom that you need. You have all the knowledge that you need. We have access to heaven's, we have access to all of heaven's goods. Hallelujah. We can access the supernatural right now. If you need healing, you just got to receive it because it's already been paid for. It's already been accomplished. It's already done. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. Amen? Amen. We got to have more faith in God than we do in Amazon. Yes. How many of you ever ordered something from Amazon? Well, it's okay if you have it. It's no big deal. That's fine. But we, we okay, you go online. You see a picture of what you want. And you order it, and it comes to your door. Accessing the supernatural is just as easy. Amen? You, you see what you want, you put an order in, and it shows up where you are. Amen? The, the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't know how to access healing until she heard some information. She heard Jesus, which gave her access to the supernatural. And she said, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. She accessed the supernatural healing power of God, and she made her way to Jesus. She touched his clothes, and what happened? Immediately, power went from him into her because she accessed the supernatural. Amen? Hallelujah. All right? So all, God hid all of his treasure and wisdom and knowledge in Christ. All right? And since we have access to Christ, we have access to all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Let's go to chapter 3. Chapter 3. And uh, let's let's start with verse 1. Colossians 3, 1. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Are we seeking the things that are above? What's above? Supernatural. Supernatural ability, supernatural power, supernatural wisdom, supernatural strength. Amen? Where Christ sits on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above. God wants us to walk in the supernatural. He wants us to walk with Jesus. He wants us to walk with a love for God. Amen? A love for the things of God. Hallelujah. How many love Jesus? How many love the things of God? Amen? Amen? It's changed my life. Has it changed your life? 
But we got we got to access the supernatural. Hallelujah. All right, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then you shall also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. All right. I want us to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 45. And we're going to see an Old Testament type of uh, someone that had access to the supernatural. And it operated in his life. Amen. And uh, when can we access the supernatural? Right now. Why? Because now faith is. How many have faith in God? Then you've accessed the supernatural. Right? When Jesus stood before Lazarus' tomb, who'd been dead for four days, what did he do? He accessed the supernatural. How did he do it? He said, Lazarus, come forth. What happened? The dead man responded to the word of God, and supernaturally, his body was repaired of whatever killed him, right? He was given strength, he was given life, and he hopped out of that tomb, right? That's supernatural, I mean, how often do you see dead people get raised from the dead? That's supernatural. We have access to the supernatural right now. Hallelujah. All right. Genesis chapter 45 and verse 8. We're going to look at the story of Joseph briefly and see how he had access to the supernatural. Do you know... Joseph got into Egypt supernaturally. You know, you think, well, how come the journey was so rough? Didn't matter how he got there. He just got there by supernatural divine appointments. Amen? Sometimes we complain about where we end up, but God just needs you to be where you end up. So that he can do his will in your life. Amen? And sometimes God just wants to see, listen, Joseph didn't complain, and God likes to hang out with non-complainers. He likes to hang out with, with those that maintain a good attitude even when bad things are happening. Jesus did say, he did prophesy, he said, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Say, if he overcame the world, then I can overcome the world. Jesus overcame the world supernaturally, and that's how he expects us to overcome the world, supernaturally. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We're more than conquerors. Amen? We've got to conquer some things so that we can be more than conquerors. You, you, you heard the story of the more than the conqueror, right? There was this prize fighter, and he was in a championship bout. And he went 10 rounds, and he knocked his opponent out. He was a champion. He was a conqueror. They gave him a check, right? And he went home, and he walked into the door, and his wife took the check. She was more than a conqueror. (laughs) He conquered the opponent, but she was more than a conqueror because she got the check. Amen? Hallelujah. Yes. Women are builders. So women, you gotta be, you, you gotta build things supernaturally. It's easy to tear down things, but it's, it's easy to build things up too. How do you build things up supernaturally? Use your words. Speak blessing. 
Speak life. Don't speak the curse. Amen? If you want to be healed, don't talk about your pain. If you want to be rich, don't talk about your poverty. Amen? Oh, we're hitting it now. We're firing in all cylinders. I want you to see something in Genesis 45, verse 8. Joseph is telling his family why he got there. So now it was not you that sent me here, but God. Joseph knew that God sent him there. Then he said, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all of his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Okay? So God made Joseph a ruler. Joseph being in Egypt was a supernatural appointment of God. God needed a godly man in Egypt because something was going to happen in the future. So God planted a seed in the nation of Egypt so that the seed could reap a harvest of rescuing his people. That was supernatural. Joseph was in Egypt for 13 years at this point. Before the good years of plenty... And then the good years of not so plenty. Joseph was God sent, God designed, and God willed. He was in the right place for the right time. Joseph, he said, I was made father or head of Pharaoh. It's a term of respect and honor. Sounds to me like Joseph was operating in the blessing. You should be a head and not the tail. Joseph was was Lord in Egypt, he was a ruler, and he was also the head. Amen? Guess what? He didn't start off as the head. He went as a slave. He was a prisoner. He was a purchased possession. He, 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 he went from a pit to the palace, to the prison, I mean, to the prison, then to the palace. Right? But he became the head. See, God destined us to become the heads. We need to be heads of wherever we are. We need to be the heads of the neighborhood. We need to be the heads of the community. We need to be the heads of our workplace. Amen. Why? Because we, we operate according to the supernatural. And this is just the beginning of the series. Okay? So Joseph was father to Pharaoh. He was Lord of all of his household and ruler of all the land of Egypt. Verse 9, he said, uh, Go and, and, and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me. Right? So, uh, so Joseph was Lord of the household. He was the superintendent of the affairs of, of, the, of Pharaoh. He was ruler of the land of Egypt. Sounds to me like he was experiencing the blessing and the favor of God. Joseph was operating in the supernatural. What did Joseph do before he got to the palace? He was using his gift. He was interpreting dreams. He interpreted dreams in his family. He interpreted dreams in the prison, right? The circumstances that he was in didn't hinder him from operating in his gift. If you want to operate in the supernatural, use the gift that God's given you. 
Be who you are. Do what you're called to do. Amen? I can remember long ago, before I was ever a pastor, we would sit at uh, tables. We'd go out with friends, you know? And, and they'd be talking, and they'd say, I'm, I'm believing God for this. And what would come out of my mouth was, what scripture are you standing on? Little did I know that God was developing me to help people find their treasure and inheritance in God's word. So back then, before I even understood what I was called to do, I was asking people, what scripture are you standing on? And look at me now, inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Because all of you that know me, if you come to me with a problem or a thing, what's going to happen? We're going to point you to the word. Because that's my thing. I've been doing my thing even when I didn't know it was my thing. And I'm still doing my thing. Amen? So Joseph's portion, power, prominence, and influence came from a supernatural source. It came from the blessing and the favor of God. God gave him favor. He had the blessing. When you got God's favor, it opens doors. When you got God's favor, it makes things work out for your good. Amen? Joseph had trouble, but he went through it because he had the favor of God. The devil couldn't stop him. He just kept getting promoted and promoted because God was with him. When your source is a supernatural source, you can face anything in life. Amen? All right, let's go to Genesis 47 and verse 11. 47 verse 11. Hallelujah. And Joseph placed his father and his brethren and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt in the best of the land of Ramses as Pharaoh had commanded. This is the land of Goshen. See, what happens is when you start operating in the supernatural, God separates you from the world. He makes a distinction upon you. The world is experiencing the curse, but you're experiencing the blessing. That's supernatural. Amen? Now notice, Joseph settled his father and brothers. He gave them a possession in Egypt. He had a possession to give them. Now, when Jacob came to Egypt, there were 70 people. Okay? When Jacob came to Egypt, there were still five years left of the famine. All right? But Joseph... He operated in the supernatural. He was able to take care of all 70 of his family members without a problem in the midst of a famine because he was so blessed. He he had the blessing of God on him, and he was able to take How would you like it if 70 of your relatives came over for five years, and you're in the midst of a famine? What are you going to do? You better have some supernatural access, Right? Look at verse 12. Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household with bread according to their families. He was taking care of 70 people when there were still five years left of famine. That's operating in the supernatural. Where did Joseph get all that provision? Supernatural. So Joseph... oh. Go, to, go over to Philippians 4.19. This is the supernatural that Joseph was operating in. Philippians 4.19. Is this coming out okay? 
I just feel like I'm revved up and I am kind of revved up. Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply some of your needs. I didn't say some. Who's God? My God. Guess what? Personal. You want to walk in the supernatural? Have a personal relationship with Jesus. My God. He didn't say someone else's God. He said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, according to his resources, according to his standard, according to his ability. Not according to the economy, not according to the circumstance, but according to heaven's ability. There's no lack in heaven. Amen? We were not called to be in lack. We were called to be in abundance. What kind of life did Jesus come to give us? I come to give you an abundant life. Amen? The thief come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Everybody say more abundantly. That's supernatural. An abundant life is a supernatural life. It's not dictated by your income. It's dictated by your faith and your sowing. Because God measures the way you sow is the way you reap. So guess what? You can give yourself a raise. Some some of you didn't hear that. You can give yourself a raise. How do I give myself a raise? Sow. He who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. He who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly because you reap according to how you sow. So if you want to give yourself a raise, give yourself a raise. Sow more. Amen? Everybody say, sow more. That's better than saying, so what? So, <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Joseph supplied his entire, his, his entire family's need according to his riches, not the economy, not the circumstances, but by God's blessing and favor. God had put Joseph in such a position where he could take care of 70 people for at least five years before plenty started happening. You know, in, five, in those five years, there wasn't any rain. There wasn't any crops. There wasn't any produce. But, but God supernaturally supplied Joseph in order to take care of his family because that's why God put him there. It was God's plan. God knew what was coming ahead. You know, the Holy Spirit, he'll show you things to come. That's supernatural. Amen? So that you can prepare. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Oh, hallelujah. When can we access the supernatural? Right now. Why? Because faith is right now. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. It says this. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. If God be for me, who can be against you? When it comes to you, God says yes. He is always a resounding yes to us. Can I do that? Yes. Can I have that? Yes. Can I be that? Yes. Can I go there? Yes. Verse 20. This is from the Passion Translation. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes 
and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. So God's answer to us is yes, and our response to his yes is amen, because amen means so be it. we got to say so be it to God's yes. What God said you can have, yes, so be it. What God said you can be, yes, so be it. What God said you can do, yes, so be it. You're healed, yes, amen, so be it. Everybody say, so be it. That means right now, I accept it. I take it as mine. I possess it. Amen means so be it. That means I agree with what you're saying. I receive it as mine. Hallelujah. You can access the supernatural with one word. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 21. Now it is God himself who has anointed us. Hallelujah. God himself has anointed us. Say, I'm anointed. Who anointed you? God himself anointed us. He smeared you with his presence. He smeared you with his name. He smeared you with his authority. He smeared you with, he made you in his image and in his likeness. He smeared you with himself. He's anointed us. Hallelujah. Send pastor away more often. (laughs) Okay, he anointed us and he is constantly strengthening both you and us in union with Christ. Verse 22, he knows we are his since he has also stamped his seal of love over our hearts and has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring is given to a bride. Oh my goodness. A down payment of the blessings to come. God's given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us access the supernatural. Because eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but they're revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, he says, look, this belongs to you. That means right now you, you have the ability to access that. Anything that God says, you have the power and the ability to do what he says. All right? Okay, let's go back to Genesis 47. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Genesis 47 and verse 27. So Jacob and all of his 70 family members... They came to Egypt, and God set them up in Goshen, which was the best of the land. Everybody say the best. God wants the best for you. He doesn't want the worst for you. God wants the best for you. He never designed us to live on Barely Get Along Street next to Grumble Alley. He wants the best for us. I mean, just read Deuteronomy 28 about the blessing. He wants the best for us. Say, God wants the best for me. Say, I receive the best from my father. Hallelujah. All right, Genesis 27, 27. I mean, 47, 27. 47, 27. All right. Hallelujah. He says this, or or no, yeah, 27. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt... In the country of Goshen, and they had possessions. Say they had possessions. And they grew. Say they grew. 
and multiplied exceedingly. Say they multiplied exceedingly. And Jacob lived in, the, in Egypt 17 years, so the whole age of Jacob was 147 years. So God gave Jacob the time he missed with Joseph in Egypt. God extended his life so that he could spend the time with his son that he thought was dead because his brother said, his brother said that he was dead. But look at how good God is. He's walking in the supernatural. Amen? God put Joseph in there for that time. Hallelujah. Now, uh, Goshen, during the Israel's captivity, when they were held captive in Egypt, this was after Joseph had died, God made a distinction between Goshen and the rest of Egypt. Because when a plague would happen in Egypt, it didn't happen in Goshen. When it was darkness in Egypt, it was light in Goshen. When it was hailing in Egypt, it was clear and sunny in Goshen. When you're walking in the supernatural, God makes a distinction. He puts his protection on you. He puts his approval on you. He puts his blessing on you. And he will separate you and make you different. Didn't God say, he called us, uh, come out from among them and be separate? He said, be holy for I'm holy. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm, I'm a separatist. We're supposed to, we're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. See, we're in the world to be a light. We're, we're in the world to be a voice. We're in the world to declare God's word and to do God's will, but we're not of the world. We're not of the world system. We're citizens of heaven. We're operating according to supernatural laws. Amen? There's three laws in the New Testament. There's the law of faith, there's the law of love, and there's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Those are the New Testament laws, and the law of love fulfills all the law. So if you're walking in love, you're fulfilling all the law. All right? So so God promised Israel a supernatural rescue in in Exodus 6.6. Exodus 6.6. It says, therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will free you from their bondage. I will redeem and rescue you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. Ever say supernatural. Supernatural. That's supernatural rescue. Right? Now, what's funny was the Egyptian magicians, they could only do some of the things. But everything they did added to the problem. It didn't solve the problem. When, when, when God said, turn the water into blood, they did that too. They made more blood in the water. It didn't help the people. It added to their burden. When, when God said, there's going to be frogs everywhere, the, the magicians made more frogs. They added to the problem. They didn't help the people. And, and, and Moses said to Pharaoh, when should I get rid of the frogs? And he said, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Why would you keep the frogs another night? That's crazy. Then all the frogs died and the place stunk like dead frogs. 
But the magicians made frogs. They added to the problem. They couldn't make the frogs go away. They added more frogs. That's what the enemy does. He'll put burden upon burden upon you. But when it came to the gnats, they couldn't make the gnats. This is in Exodus 8. And, and the magician said, this is the finger of God. They couldn't make the gnats. Exodus, let me read it to you. Exodus 8.18. The Egyptian magicians could only do a few, okay, they can only do a few things to their sorcery. Verse 19. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the supernatural finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Okay? So listen, the world may be able to uh, make someone prosper, but it's not going to last. Because if you gain the whole world and lose your soul, you've gained nothing. So God considers a soul worth more than all the wealth of the world. That's how he values a soul. So, then... uh, Then there was a separation. Once the gnats came, then Goshen was set apart. And things that happened in Egypt didn't happen in Goshen because they were walking in the supernatural. There was a supernatural separation. And uh, Exodus 8.22, it says this, Exodus 8.22. It says, but on the day I will separate and set apart the land of Goshen where my people are living. Everybody say, my people. Are you God's people? Then guess what? Where you're living is you're blessed. Where you're living, God will take care of you. Where you're living, God will supply for you. Where you're living, God will rescue you. Where you're living, God will help you. Then he says this, I will separate the land of Goshen where my people are living so that uh, no swarms of insects will be there so that you may know and acknowledge that I, the Lord, am the, in, in the midst of the earth. When the Lord's in the midst of something, that's supernatural. Where two or three are gathered in my name, he said, there I am. Right now, tonight, we have access to the supernatural because he's in our midst. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then uh, Exodus nine twenty six. Oh, uh, we better look at uh, Exodus. Go to Exodus 9, verse 16 for a minute. When can we have the supernatural? Don't have to wait for it. You know what? You'll never find a line for the supernatural. You, You don't have to get in line and wait for it. Why? You can access, every believer can access the supernatural right now. Amen? Amen. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for the supernatural. You're going to miss it. That'd be like Bartimaeus, the blind man sitting on the road to Jericho. Right? He hears of Jesus. And what is, he immediately starts to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Why? He's not going to let the supernatural pass him by. So he begins to access the supernatural by crying out to Jesus, right? And the people now, they tell Bartimaeus, you can read this in Mark 10, they said, be quiet. Religion will always tell you to shut up. But God says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. So 
Bartimaeus, he understood this principle. When the devil tells you to be quiet, you get louder. He said, Jesus, son of... He didn't pay attention to that. And then Jesus stopped. Right? And the very people that told him to be quiet had to bring him to Jesus and said, the master wants to see you. I love how God works. When you're walking in the supernatural, people who were against you end up helping you in some way. So they bring Bartimaeus to Jesus. And now he's blind. Jesus can see that he's blind, but Jesus said, what would you have me to do for you? You know, God's got to hear evidence of your faith. Faith is specific. Faith has a purpose. And, and Bartimaeus said that I might receive my sight. Basically, Jesus said to Bartimaeus, name your miracle. What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus had access to the supernatural. And he said that I might receive my sight. And God said, be it unto you according as you have believed. And he went from blind Bartimaeus to seeing Bartimaeus from that day. Amen? And he followed Jesus. Why? Because he accessed the supernatural. A blind, if a blind man can access the supernatural, how about us that are seeing? Amen? See, I'm not going to let my miracle pass me by. So how do you not let your miracle pass you by? You act on what, what God is doing. Faith is an action word. Faith is an action figure. You know what an action figure can do? It moves. I used to have these green little army men. You know, they have the platform on their feet. And I used to set them up in my basement and I'd shoot them with my BB gun pistol. (laughs) Because the pistol wasn't powerful, so it didn't break anything. But I would set these army men up and I'd... Oh, he was wounded in battle. <laughs> but see, those, arm, those green plastic army men, they can't move because they just have a platform. But an action figure, you can move their arms or their legs or their head because he's an action figure. Faith is an action figure. Doubt doesn't move, but faith acts. Amen? Okay. So... Uh, Exodus 9.20. Notice that even in the midst of judgment, God is extending grace. And uh, the Lord said, Exodus 9.20, the Lord said unto Moses, rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. He comes forth to the water and say unto him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon you and upon your servants and upon your people and upon your houses and the houses of the Egyptians. So there'll be uh, swarms of flies and uh, also on the ground where they're on. And I will sever in that day the, the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. Hallelujah. God will take care of the flies. Glory to God. And... Uh, so, uh, but anyway, they, uh, there was that separation there. And um, uh, when, when it came time for the hail, God said, uh, you know, those who heeded the word, he told them to get your livestock under shelter, right? Those who heeded the word got their livestock under shelter, but those that didn't heed the word didn't. They didn't act on the word of God, and their, their livestock died as a result of that. 
or when, when they had the plague. Now, I want to go to 1 Corinthians 2, 9, then we'll end here for tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and uh, we'll end here for tonight. How many need something supernatural in your life right now? Are you ready to access the supernatural? Because when can we access it? Right now. You have to understand, when, when God created the world, he set up everything. The days, the months, the years, the season, it's already been prepared. It's already been ready. We just have access to it. This is like with, with healing. God already established healing. He took the stripes on, on, on his back. He, he, he did that so that we could be healed. Isaiah 53, 5 tells us that he, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And he actually healed people in Matthew 8 to, to prove what Isaiah said. Isaiah is not just talking about spiritual healing. He's talking about physical healing. Because in Matthew 8, uh, 16 and 17, he healed people to fulfill what Isaiah spoke. And then uh, 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes you were healed. One was looking to the cross, one was looking back at the cross. Amen? But the cross is where everything took place. The cross is where your debt was paid. The cross is where your healing was made available. The cross is where uh, peace was made available. If you need strength, it was made available right then. We have access to the supernatural right now. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, and we'll end with this tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going to also read this from the, the Passion translation. Um, this is what, why the scriptures say. Things are never discovered or heard of before things beyond our ability to imagine i has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered the heart of man the supernatural is not accessed with the physical you can't access it in a natural way you got to access it by faith right because if your eye hasn't seen it how can you get a hold of it he's talking about your physical eye or your physical ear all right uh these are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. God's got some things prepared for us. Everybody say, God's got some things prepared for us. Everything that we need, want, and desire has already been prepared for us. It, it would be like if I invited you over to our house and say, I'm going to cook you a meal, right? All you got to do is bring your appetite and come. I'm, we're going to prepare the food. We're going to set the table. We're going to make our, in, our home a welcoming environment. But all you do is come and enjoy the meal because it's already been prepared for us. This is what God has done for us. He's prepared our healing for us. He's prepared our victory for us. He's prepared our provision for us. It's already been prepared for us. We just got to step into it and receive it. He said, I prepared for you a table before the presence of enemies. He wants you to be more focused on what's on the table than what your enemy is doing. Let's get so caught up in Jesus that the enemy won't even know what to do or say. He'll be confused. Amen? So he goes on to say, verse 10, but God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. That's how we access the supernatural, through revelation knowledge. Yes, he has revealed to us his innermost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, 
who constantly explores all things. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is heaven's research assistant? He's, remember when we used to be able to go into a library and they had a librarian? And if you had to use a card catalog to find a book that you're looking for, and it had, it had to have a, a number, the Dewey Decimal System, right? And, and if you couldn't find it, you'd go to the librarian, right? And the librarian would take your information. They'd help you find what you're looking for. We don't have a librarian. We have the Holy Ghost. When we, when we don't know what we're looking for, when we can't find what we, we need to find, we can go to the Holy Spirit and he helps us locate what's been given to us because he knows exactly where it is. He knows exactly how to access it. He knows he'll help you to operate it and to function in it and to, to have it in your life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals things to us that have, that have been given to us, that God has given to us. Amen? And we can access the supernatural because the supernatural is a spiritual thing. Hallelujah. Then uh, he says, verse 14, well, he said, verse 12, he said, we have not received the spirit of the world. Say, I don't have the spirit of the world. You have a different spirit. You have the spirit of God. You don't have a spirit of fear. You have a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. You have a different spirit. That means you have access to different things. The world can only access the flesh. They can only access the influence of the enemy. But we can access heaven. We can access God. All right? We have received the spirit of God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. God gave us some free things. Are we accessing the free things that he's given us? And then verse 14 says, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So accessing the supernatural is a spiritual thing. It comes by the Holy Spirit. But we have free access to what God has for us. Amen? Amen. And we can access the supernatural right now. If you need healing in your body, your healing has already been provided. It's already included. You just need to come up and receive your healing in the name of Jesus. If, if you need any type of healing in your body, uh, you know, God supplied us with the cure, and he also gave us the ability that if something's not working right, he can replace it just like that. Amen? Amen? So if you need healing in your body, come up here right now in the name of Jesus.